So a uh, first hardware sales, uh, 12 months later, 2017, you did two. Now today, up through the, this uh, last year, you've done caught 600 orders that are, that are now out in the wild, 4.5 million total volume. You just add another $300,000 in sales from 500 pre-orders on Kickstarter at 600 bucks a pop. You're still adjusting what your hardware costs will be because supply chain issues with COVID. But what's growing really nicely is you just recently turned on your SaaS revenue with 70-ish customers paying 95 bucks a month for $6,500 a month in monthly recurring revenue. Is that all accurate? Sort of. We have a range, obviously, for the SaaS, but you're probably pretty close to the common average. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Marcos Kern. He's a Munich-based sports tech company on a mission to make the world more physical, physically active using the power of gamification. If you want to follow along, the website is limb.io. Marcos, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Always ready to be active. All right. I feel like the most recent version of this was this like AR Pokemon Go. Everyone who's usually sitting on their couches now running around towns capturing Pokemon. Is this sort of what you're building here, but at scale? Um, yeah, sort of. I mean, I love the the effect of what happened there because it got people out. It's, it's the same approach. We obviously like to focus on a much more holistic workout. So we really want to make you sweat, not just walk around. And obviously, we want to create a hype that's a little bit more consistent and a little bit more sustainable than just doing it for a couple of weeks. Who's buying this? Is it consumers or you're signing to sports teams or what? Well, right now we're very strong in the business-to-business market. So it's sports teams, clubs, facilities, even kindergartens, a lot of offices. But now we're also launching our B2C console. So it's also going to jump into your living room. Mm -hmm. But who's paying for this right now, though? Is it mainly B2B? Yes, mainly B2B because we just launched the new console. It's going to come out probably in February because obviously we have a little bit of delay with the whole S&D crisis. So, so far right now, we're in 45 countries and it's only B2B, about 500 pre-orders for the console. Okay. So wait, are you selling a SaaS tool here or is it a physical piece of hardware? It's a hardware connected with a SaaS. Ooh. Okay. So I love this model because once they install the hardware, they never churn on the SaaS. So, so let's, let's talk, just to be clear, do you have any SaaS revenue yet or your pre-revenue on that side? No, no, we, we have around, I think the annual should be around 45 right now, K okay, in euros. Uh, SaaS revenue, but we just started early 2021 to even switch on the SaaS. Before that, it was just lifetime licenses, and yeah, just like you said, it's it's a hard, it's a hard sell because it's hardware. But so far, we have a retention rate of 100, so we're happy. Well, okay, so let me break all this down real quick. So you're doing right now at about four thousand dollars a month in SaaS revenue, which is about fifty thousand United States dollar run rate annually, correct? And you have 500 pre-orders of the hardware. No, we just started 21. So we have around six and a half K per per month right now, actually. Oh, I see. Of SaaS revenue? Exactly. Because probably around 80% of the systems that we have out there already, they went with a lifetime license. So we just started switching over to SaaS. How many systems are installed currently? Around 600, I guess. Oh, wow. How much does it cost you to make each of those units? 
the production cost is depends. The range is pretty good. So the retail price is between, I think the cheapest one is four and a half grand. The biggest one is around 60 grand, which is full LED. Uh, the production cost is always about 70% of that. So we have a 30% margin. Interesting. Um, that's a massive difference, 4,500 to 60,000. What, what drives that cost up again? Well, the smallest one is just what you would put in a, in a classroom, for example. Then we have like complete sets that go into squash cords. And we also have like massive LED walls that you just put outdoors and you let people interact with it. You can swipe a card, you can play, or you can pay with the app and just book it whenever you want. I see. So what was it to- like take 600 times all of their retail prices? How much total sales of the hardware to date? Obviously, in the beginning, we've been selling at quite other prices. As you know, it was like more like, hey, get it, please. Um, I think right now we're like approaching around the four, four and a half. No, it must be close to four and a half million in lifetime revenue, which okay. probably we made two and a half last year. And that's just on hardware, right? Not lifetime SaaS stuff? It's a very small portion of li- of SaaS, but probably okay. like 50 or something. But we can take that 4.5 million of hardware sales multiplied by 70% cost of goods sold to get your margin of the 30%. Yes. Which would be about 1.3 million on 4.5 of total sales. Yeah. We always have to factor in that in the beginning, obviously creating this hardware, it's, it's, it's not as profitable in the beginning. We're also now bringing down or bringing up the margin quite much, but at the very beginning, it was obviously much uh, you, you sell the first units as a, at a, de- a deficit, obviously. And you did all of that. This is just, you launched in 2020. So your first hardware sale was last year or two years ago. No, we're actually, we're more, almost five years old now. Oh, okay. It took when, a very so long time to develop the tech before we even started going on the market. Then it, it was a very slow start. Hardware is like to get the first clients took a very long time. And now the last year we've grown 2.9%, uh, 2.9 times the size that we had before. So now it's really starting to show off. So when, what year was your first hardware sale? 2017, I think two. two you sold two units in 2017? Something like that, yeah. Okay, got it. So between 2017 and today, you've done 4.5 million total of hardware sales, which is about 600 units. Does that 4.5 million include the 500 and pre-orders for the 500 new units? No, it doesn't. Okay, so you're, you've done much more than 4.5 million in revenue if you add the 500 in pre-orders. Yeah, we have a Kickstarter campaign, so that's where we obviously sold the pre-orders at a quite discounted price, and now there's like every week four, five, six, nine, ten, sometimes coming in. I see. Interesting. Okay, and and the what did you sell it for on the Kickstarter campaign? Well, the Kickstarter campaign we started with around 800 to 900 bucks, which is also the retail price that we're aiming for. Right now, we had to go up quite a lot because production is insane. So we're now selling it at around 1400 for the first units at least. But if you pre-sold a bunch at 600 a pop, let's say just to make the math easy, you sold all 500 at 600 a pop, that's 300000 bucks in sales. With COVID supply chain changing so rapidly, couldn't you potentially lose money on every one of those pre-sales? To be honest, on the Kickstarter ones, definitely. Yes, absolutely. We factored that in already in the beginning, and this is also what we're compensating with the new price for. But obviously, the very first batches, when you produce something, you always have to estimate that you're like not making any... It's economy of scale, like you're always losing money. If we would sell the first 20 units, we would have to charge like three grand per system. We're now sending them out, actually, um, which obviously wouldn't... It would be very hard to sell those. So it's, it's always quite an investment. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, understood. So, so t- let's let's now. T- I understand this. Let's now talk about how you're turning on the SaaS revenue. So, how many customers are pay- are making up the sixty five hundred a month right now? You're doing in SaaS revenue. Uh, I'd have to exactly look around that. I think about 60, 70, 80, something like that. Okay. And just to be clear, they have to have hardware in order to pay for SaaS, right? They can't only pay for SaaS? No, makes no sense. So why would someone buy the the hardware and then not pay the SaaS? They didn't. It was just our choice in the very beginning because people hate in that business, like the, the fitness industry and schools, they hate monthly payments. They hate yearly payments. So we always just said, hey, instead of charging them, let's say 99 bucks per month, let's just charge them a thousand and say that you never have to pay again. So it was like the kind of like cost that we did for, for just getting Yeah, you're pulling 10 months or a hundred months of revenue forward effectively. Exactly. So, and also for our cash flow, it was amazing because every sale was like, okay, we have a much higher margin. So yeah. now okay. we're slowly shifting. Yeah. No, this, this story is making complete sense to me. So launch in 2017, you get your first hardware sales and sorry, first hardware sales in 2017. You launched also that year as well. You wrote first line of code that year. Uh, late 2016. 2016. Okay, cool. So a uh, first hardware sales, uh, 12 months later, 2017, you did two. Now today up through the, this uh, last year, you've done caught 600 orders that are, that are now out in the wild, 4.5 million total volume. You just add another $300,000 in sales from 500 pre-orders on Kickstarter at 600 bucks a pop. You're still adjusting what your hardware costs will be because supply chain issues with COVID. But what's growing really nicely is you just recently turned on your SaaS revenue with 70-ish customers paying 95 bucks a month for $6,500 a month and month recurring revenue is that all accurate sort of we have a range obviously for the SaaS, but you're probably pretty close to the common average interesting okay so what's the sales approach now how are you convincing you change now people are paying monthly how'd you change your sales approach um to be honest so far the sales approach is very different because we're so we've never spent any money on advertising we're very happy that so far the inbound is much more than we can actually do we're now 32 people i think we have we just upgraded to six people in sales until a couple of months ago it's only been three so so far we have 32 people total yes oh wow okay you've raised Um, capital you've raised capital yes we did surprisingly little so far but yes What's little? Like we only raised 2.8 over the whole five years. Break break down the rounds for me. Uh, oh, that would be very, because we've very, obviously we're not a classic startup. Everybody hates hardware. We started with little tickets here and there, 100, 200, 300. And now last year we just raised about a million from the first institutional investors. Okay. So when, what would you consider that? Like your seed? Yeah. Yeah. You could say seed. It was a little late because... Yeah, but I would say seed. We're now preparing for a big round towards end of the year. So that would have been a seed. So now it's a series A. And most folks in their seed are selling 10 to 20% of the business. Is that about what you sold for the million bucks? Over the time, over the whole time, we sold about 35 over the whole process until today. Okay. So so right now, your cap table, investors own 35%. Do you have an ESOP pool set up for your teammates? Yes, we do. How do you structure that? Founders always wonder how we set that thing up. But I wonder myself, to be honest. Um, obviously, it's just we have a couple of people that have been with the company so far. I'm still the only founder. So I still hold the rest of the, the percentages. And we uh, blocked about 10%, which we now slowly give out to the employees. 
Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. So 45% between investors and your ESOP pool, and then you own the others, call it 55%. Great model. Love that. Okay. Um, talk to me about talk to me about the hardware side of things. If you could figure out a way to subsidize the hardware and give it away for free, all of a sudden you like really jack up your ability to drive MRR. Have you considered like raising a debt fund or something to facilitate this? Um, yeah, very smart, smart idea. And, and this is what we're also working on right now. The pain points to our growth are, are a little bit different. So it's not exactly, it's first of all, we're only working with inbound. So we're structuring a couple of things to optimize that and fully get up to capacity, but we're already preparing to raise some money for our own financing model. So we work with leasing partners and financing partners, but you know how it is, especially like globally, it, it, it's very complicated deal sometimes. So it's very hard to find somebody who does a licensing uh, financing deal in Dubai and then obviously the one making the most money out of it a lot of the times is the bank. Um, so we're already experimenting with giving out systems only for a subscription. So you don't pay, let's say, the seven grand that you need for a multiball, which is a small system for a school. And instead of saying paying seven, uh, seven grand and 59 bucks per month for the software, we just tell you, listen, you're going to be paying 299 and you just pay for that forever. So we're experimenting with it. At this point, I think we're not going to take it to the crazy scale because just with the fact that the hardware is so expensive, it would be insane. Like we will need to raise like 25 mil to really scale with that. Um, and in the end, we're not trying to be a bank. So we try to find partners to rather give us this working capital for a certain fee that we can then work with. Mm -hmm. Can you can you lend out? I mean, I'm looking at this beautiful thing. I don't, it almost looks like futuristic 3d goggles but it's 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 not you, you don't wear it on your face you put it on the wall and it projects out can you lease these out or do, or you want to keep selling them do, do your customers actually own them uh it's a it's a question of the time in the beginning obviously the first movers and the people that want to be sexy and you know own this their threshold to actually getting this and having it in their room is really really high obviously this is what we now want to first take care of but then obviously we're going to reach to a point where we then have to get into real scale and then these things it's like you only rent it will be highly attractive for people that are not as sold as they are right now so i think it's probably going to be one two years until we go into models like these but it's definitely on the list mm -hmm. and just to make sure like i'm getting this pricing right i mean i'm on your limb.io forward slash product right now this graphic i see just this projector it looks like it's about sort of like this big-ish this mm -hmm. thing is is how much per month for, for that's how much does it cost to purchase retail? Uh, right now it's one thousand four hundred and eighty uh, to purchase it. Right now we're still working with a freemium model, so because also there's only forty five apps on the on the system, you can already start uh, purchasing stuff uh, like a, a monthly subscription. But we're still waiting. I think we're now at nineteen ninety. We're still waiting till we fill up the app store. 
more. So it actually gets much more interesting. So it's not going to be a model like with a usual Peloton where you say like, hey, listen, if you buy the hardware and you're not paying the subscription, you can't do anything with it. Because our clients also are families. They're elderly care facilities. They're like, so we try a little bit more, more of a fairer freemium approach. You can still play if you don't pay. It's just not going to be the premium content. But yeah, you still yeah, use it. If you want to have the premium content, then you obviously got to do your subscription. I see. But but your cost of goods sold on this model I'm looking at right here, 1480 retail, your cost of goods sold is still about 70% or a thousand bucks. So your margin per sale is about 400 bucks? Not at this time, to be honest. We're planning to go there again with the current crisis right now. It's it's actually much worse than that. It's like you, you buy right, some even. components and they would normally be like one and a half dollars and they're like 15 bucks. Wow. Um, so it's... It's a crazy time to be doing this insane, like, and people just broker stuff and you buy something and you pay the purchase order and they call you back and like, listen, somebody else wants to have it. Are you also going to be willing to pay the old price? You're yeah. like, Hey guys, we, we ordered 2000 units from you. It's sold. We sent you the money. Yeah. I can send the money back or you pay double. It's, it's the yeah. wild west right now when it comes to hardware. That is crazy. Okay. Interesting. So, so SAS growing quickly now has any any of these 70, 80 customers that are paying the SaaS, have any of them signed up with the hardware and then canceled? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we're also super happy with, all the hardware comes with a five-year warranty. So we're, we're very German. Like all the metal parts are like massive stainless steel. Everything's like industry grade. And like, you know, we literally been asked by school operators, what happens if kids pee into the sensors, if the sensors can take it. And we're like, yeah, I guess. So, um, Every single system that we ever That's sold. some kinky shit over there in Berlin. That's all I have to say. That's weird. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, so every single system that we still sold, none have returned, have been returned, and all of them are still active. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Again, you you you've sold about thirty five percent to investors so far, and you raised. You said two million, two point two million total. I'd have to check. I think it was two point four, two point six, something like two, that. Two point four. Okay, cool. So, so valuation wise, I mean, you could argue it's sort of like a six to eleven million valuation. But I predict, you know, as you add on the SaaS component, your valuation will go up. You're planning to raise later this year, you said. Yes, but for uh, we're actually also because the last time that we raised was quite a while back, so we're we're aiming at a quite higher valuation. What valuation would you try? Are you going to try and raise at? Or are you targeting? Well, we're right now exactly in that phase, so we're going to keep that a secret, uh, but it's... Well, what would make you happy? Higher. Maybe it's not what you end up going with, but what would make you happy? Um, let's say it this way. Low double digits um, is a good point to be. Okay. So call it something between like 10 and 30 million bucks, something like that. Somewhere in that range, maybe. What do you think you need to get SaaS revenue to, to raise it a 30 million valuation? Well, I mean, right now, also our valuation is a little bit different because we're, we're taking a classic SaaS approach. So our valuation would be a little bit, would not be fully suitable because with the hardware, you have such a long-term, but a very, very solid and very predictable. Um, for example, we have a hardware sales uh, quota of around 30% quarter to quarter increase. Um, so there's been some- Flip employees. side of that would be much harder to go to market if everyone has to buy a piece of hardware to use your SaaS tool. Right, but double-edged sword. Exactly, exactly. But um, so, so generally, there's also patents. There's also proper technology. With we build our own sensors and you stuff. You have like patents? That. Yes. How many? Um, actually, even uh, six so far. Even one in uh, like three, three different kinds of patents. 
two of them already been granted also in the US. So how many engineers are on the team? We have all together around 12 engineers right now. Okay, pretty heavy. And do you have your own in-house creative and media people designing these 45 apps and games? Or is that, do you, do you incentivize the market, yeah. the world to build? A little bit both. So we, we have our own uh, game development part. So we have four, five game developers. Um, and we also work with, so we also have some revenue share models where other people create apps on our system. So it's like, it is an open platform, but it's more like an app store. Like we, yep. there's profit shares, there's, but people can actually join very easy and just create cool stuff. Um, so yeah, I think in the, in the long term it's going to switch quite much right now. We're probably building around 70 to 80% of the content that's on the platform comes from us, mm-hmm. but in the future, we're looking more like at 20 to 80%. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hey, I love this model. I want to get an update from you in a year, but in the meantime, let's wrap up today with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book, Marcos. Favorite business book. Um, the funny thing is, I think my favorite business book is is probably not. I love business books, and there's a lot of them that I could recommend. But what I would recommend at this point is probably *Sapiens* by Yuval Noah Harari, which is not a classic business book, but it very well defines the origin of people, why we started forming communities and how people interact with each other and what effect that has, uh, which is the, the main basis of business, like working yep. together onto something. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? There's a few, not really following or studying. There's a few people that I highly, um, highly respect for the way that they, 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 doing their decisions, but not really like a... Okay, nah. no worries. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Lim? For what? For building the company. Uh, oh, we end up with Slack because it's just a nice communication tool. It's not even like a... Fair. Oh, so many Num- to choose, I don't know. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, pretty, pretty straight with like... Five and a half, six. Okay. In situation, married, single kids? Uh, not married, but I have the right woman for it. I just didn't, uh, it just didn't occur right now, but I, uh, I'm very, very proud father of one and a half year old. Very cool. And how old are you? And four raccoons. And four raccoons. How old are you? Yes. Uh, I'm now 39. 39. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Wish. Uh, don't take myself too serious and realize that some things just take time. Guys, there you have it. Limb.io. They're helping people get active finally in your homes, at your businesses, etc. They sell a little unit for $1,400. You install that piece of hardware, then pay $90 to $95 per month to access all these games you can play with your family. It's taken them many years to get this level, but they have 600 of these devices installed in the wild today. About $4.5 million in total sales there where they made an average call of 30% margin. That margin plus a million bucks or 2.2, 2.4 million they raised from outside partners has enabled them to grow that hardware, decrease their costs, launch games on the platform now 45 apps available as they look to continue to scale maybe raising a series a or maybe you know late seed uh, later this year at a 10 to 30 million valuation we'll see what happens marcos thanks for taking us to the top thanks for perfectly summing the top man you're a machine i'm just going <laughs> to steal that and that's going to be my pitch <laughs> thanks man